We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we ported streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God helped those who stood in the way of business and progress and the USA. This is how the West was fucked. Welcome to How the West Was Fucked, a weekly examination of the fucked up fuckery of the 19th century American West. We'll be talking mountain men, explorers, cowboys, gunslingers, and the native tribes who had to suffer all these fucks. So this is How the West Was Fucked. No, no, just a tube of just beaver glands. <laughs> it's just somehow grosser that way than even squeezing it oh, out yeah, of the animal. It's, it's like popping a zit. <laughs> I can taste the strawberry. <laughs> out of this beaver's anal glands. <laughs> Makes me want a strawberry milkshake. Oh, fuck. Are those candy joints? Yeah, it's, uh, somebody brought me these from Fort Leavenworth. Oh. What? The wrapper even looks like a cigarette. Pretty wow. Good. Oh, yeah, we got that shit. I'll, I'll, I'll take some coffee. Half and half. It's a Maxwell house out of a fucking percolator, but... Oh, fucking... <laughs> it's cowboy I really, coffee. I really am going to be a cowboy today. Yep. I'm going to drink it out of a fucking plastic cup. <laughs> Authentic fucking 1890s plastic cup. Oh, my God. It smells like a wetland. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Hot as a Florida wetland. Yeah. Hotter than a Laredo parking lot. Laredo. It's a fucking Walter Cronkite thing. Really? Yeah, he said it one time. Huh. This election is heating up faster than a Laredo parking lot. That's like oddly specific. I wonder if like Walter Cronkite at one point was like trapped in a car. <laughs> Please help me. They need to roll the windows down. <laughs> Just uh, undo the latch, Walter. <laughs> I'm reporting from inside this Buick. <laughs> the police are breaking the windows <laughs> open. Oh, salvation. I'm in a Buick Skylark. <laughs> oh, you don't unwrap it. You just eat the paper. Fuck that. That's where you get the fiber. No, I don't want fiber. <laughs> I, don't, I already shit three times. I was going to say, you're going to shit funny. Er, shit funnier. Funnier. Oh, what do you like shit a clown horn or something <laughs> <laughs> yep well just like Tignataro mm-hmm. yeah um or you just don't wipe well and then you you shit funny after that because the your butt hairs create like a play-doh factory oh, uh, dye yeah. in front of your butthole and it just comes out and get like snakes oh yeah great. like a star or something see I was gonna smoothly transition when we said clown horn into oh, today's God. topic Tom so, Horn. Yeah, t- Tony, what do you know about Tom Horn? Uh, and what do you know about his cousin, Rusty? <laughs> Trombone? Yep. Uh, <laughs> Why do they have different last names? Oh, right. Because Will's fucking, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I assume, I'm going to assume that Tom Horn was a mountain man making hats. Incorrect. Fuck. 
He was a cowman that shot other cowman. Cowman. He was basically okay. What did he shoot him out of? A Ex- cannon. Existence. A cannon? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, well, basically, um, you know, like I'm a huge fan of the Marvel Comics character, the Punisher. He's kind of like that, only. They some, but some, they didn't have sewers back then. Somehow, like, yeah, also somehow, like, less morality. But I don't know. He's he's interesting. So we're, we're going to get into Tom Horn. Tom Horn. He's a one-man wrecking crew. He, well, yeah, absolutely. He's cool. he's a mm-hmm. killing fucking machine. Like, yeah, but we'll, we'll get into the nuances here. But where, 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 where are you starting us off, Will? Well, I'm going to take a lot from his autobiography. You, you can do that actual real stuff. Well, when. Where, yeah, where are we starting, though? Because I want to relate I, what I consider his origin story. Well, his origin story was Missouri, and uh, he was born in 1860. This is a quote from uh, Bill Nye. A troublesome time to be sure, and anyone in Missouri is bound to see trouble. From, real real from, Bill Nye? No, uh, Bill Nye was a humorist. Oh, not the science guy. Nationally syndicated from Laramie. He wrote Bailed Hay, a drier book than Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass. <laughs> okay. Hold for applause. That yeah. was that was humor back in 1860. Yeah. God. I thought that was like the title of three different books, and then they put it all together. It was like, oh wow, that's nope. like so, that wait, is wait, that whole thing. I thought that yeah, was three yeah. different books. Well, it's like, can you say it again? What this is the title of one book? Bailed hay, a drier book than Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass. Jesus. Christ. Well, it's like what was the title of the thing? I think when we were talking about syphilis, and the title of the book was like. Oh, yeah. An expedition of blah, blah, blah. You know, it was like a page and a half long title about, yeah. So, yeah, brevity was not a thing in book titles in the 1800s. And neither was humor. Yeah. Since that was the funniest thing around him and Walt Whitman. I'm just glad that Bill Nye's been in the show business that long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's really holding up well for his age. He's not a real scientist, you know. Yeah, he's an engineer. He's a humorist. No. But any which way. So, Missouri, 1860. Yeah. Well, his dad was a son of a bitch. Yep. But uh, they did, uh, the only thing he cared about died, got killed. Yeah. If you want to relate that to the Punisher. Yeah, well, what's the dog's name again? Shedrick. Oh, yeah. So it's more like, uh, fuck it, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, John, John Wick, Wick. kind of, yeah, actually, yeah. Except for, well, yeah, we'll get into that. But, uh, but yeah, he had this dog, Shedrick, and since his dad used to beat the shit out of him. Wait, and- Shedrick? Shedrick, yeah. Like he because sh- he sheds in the I don't fucking know. It's name oh, Shedrick. Oh shit! They just name shit stuff. I don't. They make shit up all the time. Okay. Like I don't know where it came from. But that's not important. Um, Continue. But you know, he's like a, what the middle kid out of like fifteen kids or some shit like that. I think he was. The, I don't know. He was the fifth out of twelve. Some some shit like that. But either which way, he got in a fight with some kids. They beat the dog shit out of him, and then they just shot his dog with a shotgun. No, actually, he beat the shit out of them, and no. then he came back. They uh, came back with a gun and shot the dog. No, I thought they kicked crap out of him, and then for good measure, shot the dog with a shotgun. Uh, I don't know. This is going to be contested here. Yeah. Stop fighting. <laughs> Doesn't matter. These bastards killed his fucking dog, and that aggression will not stand, man. Nope. <laughs> that dog tied the room together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's mine is mine. Dog skin drug. There's plenty of dogs that just kind of lay in it, like that dog in uh, uh, Smelterville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to pay for my gas, but there's a, like a Newfoundland laying right where the thing is. Yeah. Either way, so that's like, he, you know, he grew up kind of violently, I guess is the point. And then, like you said, lost the only thing he cared about, which was old Shedrick. And then uh, he <sighs> was 14, and his dad whipped the shit out of him again. And uh, he told his dad to make it a good one since it would be the last time. 
after he was done with the beat and said, uh, Now, if you're going to go home, go. Just remember the last time the old man beat you? He gave you a good one. But you're ask your mother to make you a lunch before you go. <laughs> 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 so Tom laid in bed for a week, or actually in the barn, on a bunch of hay. And then as soon as he was well enough, he sold his rifle for $11, visited old Shed's grave, packed a lunch, like his dad said, and then went west. <laughs> as you do. Yep. <laughs> so he's on God, 14 man. and making his way. I, I missed the whole, like, I got to convalesce in the barn for a week because my dad beat the shit out of me that bad part. Like, wow. I, 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 yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Fucking real lifetime movie shit right there. Mm-hmm. No, we should write a country song about this. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> shit, just call it Shedrick. Yep. Get old shit. <laughs> Uh, so he makes his way down to Arizona, does a lot of uh, scouting around for the uh, the army okay. down there, and uh, helps bring in Geronimo, I guess. Yeah. He was kind of pals with uh, another chief down there, a peaceful one that was on the reservation, so he kind of helped broker that deal, chasing around Geronimo the, into Mexico, which they weren't supposed to do anyway. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. But by all accounts, you know, he was a good tracker. Um, you know, he was actually a good rifleman, um, and just like, you know, they get shot at and he'd stay fucking calm and just keep on a killing, you know, and wasn't that the, camera was that or like in that little rancher war where he gets hit in the fucking arm and just keeps fucking killing. No, I think that was when the Mexican militia attacked him. Sorry, I'm completely. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. After that, he kind of tries his hand at, uh, cattle ranching. Yep course some assholes steal all of his cattle like all of his cattle yeah so after that uh that kind of tempers his view of rustlers yeah good old rustlers yeah uh 1891 he goes to work for the pinkertons hunting down yeah. rustlers mm-hmm. well that's the thing is yeah okay tony what do you know about the fucking pinkertons um they're a bunch of dicks yeah and they're anti-union yes they are but at the same time, they prevented one assassination attempt on Abraham Lincoln, making them kind of the precursor of the Secret Service. And at the time, they hired black folks and women, which most people would not. Wow. So meanwhile, while they're out cracking Union skulls, they're also... Woke as fuck? Yeah, uh, for 1800 standards, kind of. <laughs> except for not. But, yeah. And we'll get into... You're, the Pinkerton's going to crop up a lot. It was also the, the, the best Weezer album. Yeah, yeah. I, I I watched an interview with uh with Rivers and he said uh he said that uh that's not the direction they wanted to take the band. So that's their least favorite record that they ever made apparently. Oh. It's like it's his opinion, weird. man. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong, buddy. How the West was How the West was My music keeps me going in more ways than one. If I'm not riding to a concert, I'm flying to one. So I really appreciate Relax. Just me and my Skoll. Skoll's wintergreen flavor is number one with me. Just a pinch gives me real tobacco pleasure without lighting up anytime, anywhere. Mr. Daniel, smoking or non-smoking? Smokeless, darling. Go smokeless with Skoll or Copenhagen. A pinch is all it takes. Okay. Yo, I knew the fucking Weezer album was going to come up somewhere. Yeah, I just knew it. But, all right. Yeah, if they would yodel more, they'd be better. <laughs> so, while he's working for the Pinkertons, his job was... Killing people. Imagine that. 
Yeah, but, but what at least the, he's killing white people this time. Yeah, but it was mostly like coal miners that are trying to unionize and people. Well, there was some train robbers and stuff. But did he have a list at all? Like were those kids that killed his dog on a list and his probably. dad was on a list and well Schindler. <laughs> there. Well, we'll get into that later when he meets with the governor of Wyoming and like okay the particulars of how he decides who to kill and who not is nebulous, but. We'll discuss it. But. Well, they didn't want it on record, mostly. Well, and also the way he described it is like, well, you're gonna at the end of the job, I'm gonna you're gonna pay me five grand, but he didn't specify exactly how many people he's gonna kill. He's just when I'm done killing all these people, you're gonna pay me five grand. But okay, he, but he never put a number or specific names on it. Oh, now it's getting interesting. Let's push forward and get to that part. <laughs> well, we got a little bit of build up yet, but uh huh. Yeah, so uh, the 1880s, that was kind of the prime time in uh, especially Wyoming, that kind of area about the uh, the homesteaders versus the cattle barons. Yeah. Sounds um, like most extreme elimination challenge. Well, it sounds more like uh, Walmart versus your uh, your local family store is what it kind of was. Motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, the cattle barons, they thought the land was just kind of everybody, so they just let loose their cattle and bring them back. Well, it's kind of everybody's unless you're not a cattle baron. If you want to put sheep on it, fuck you. Yeah. If you want to, like... Sheep was a no-no since they... If you want... Well, they destroy the grassland. Get those camels out of here. But boy, we sure like wearing our wool coats and wool shit and... And fucking our sheep. Yep. Always got to have some kind of... joke. Yeah. What's up, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Ben Hyman. Yeah. He's our only listener. Oh, did you see that we have uh, 1% listeners in... Israel? Israel and Australia. Bunch of 1%ers? Right. Yep. Nice. I thought it was Austria. Oh, maybe. I don't know. What's the difference? Australia. Uh, lots. <laughs> there was one in Australia, right? One, one or the other. I thought yeah. it was Australia. It was Australia. Oh, well, maybe I can't read. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, 1892 is the uh, Johnson County War. We'll cover that a little yeah. bit more. Um, so that's kind of prime time for, for this stuff. Uh, and of course, the Stockman Association, who are they going to call? Besides Tom, Gus, Tom Horn. Tom Horn. Tom yeah. Horn. And I love the Stockman's Association. Okay, yeah, they did talk about, like, Stockman's kind of interests, if you were a very wealthy Stockman. And it was basically you talk about, how do we keep these people from setting up a homestead here? And, so, the, wait, the Stockmen are like... Are you talking about the stock market or like no nope, li- no nope, like stock like livestock okay cool. like these big ranchers, and then you know like like Will was saying this was kind of still like open free territory, and so you know you could fucking like put your herds of cattle out there and you had no fences you just have cowboys working it, but that means you got like kind of it's almost a better way because like you know the herds of cattle move around it doesn't overgraze anything, you know but the problem is well, then how do you keep herds of cattle from mixing together and somebody ending up with your cattle that's oh, why you, you that, brand them you brand them but you still have to ride out and separate them and you can do shit like you know you can change a brand they had what's called a running iron where it's pretty much a big fucking cast iron fucking knife that you heat up so like say my brand is something well i can take the running iron and like oh, reshape it to be something else Jesus i thought they just bro. used white out yeah yeah no they did skin grafts and if it's in chocolate milk it'd be brown out <laughs> yep <laughs> about to have a brown out in my pants here. Yeah. Uh, so they don't really know when Horn got to Wyoming officially. First mention was in 1892. Well, he, he, was, he liked to use an alias or two, so... Yeah. He was uh, deputized to investigate Radley one of the... McCool. <laughs> Is that yours? No, I think, I think that's one of oh. his. 
if I read it correctly. Mine for the Bangalores is uh, Richard Bubalinski, so it'd be Dick Boobs. <laughs> Mine is Anthony Fantasy. Oh. Yep. Yes. I thought that was your real name. <laughs> kind of. Oh. If you're Almost. Yeah, if no. you're Japanese. Uh, so he's probably still working for the Pinkertons at the time, too. He's probably double-dipping. Uh, 1895, he was working for the ranchers, at, and he probably murdered a guy named William Lewis near Cheyenne. Statistically, he probably he probably just, it probably happened. He, he probably. Very likely. If there was a murder in, of a rustler it back was, in there. It was generally him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of other guys that were like freelancers that would go out and you know, work for these big cattle companies to get rid of rustlers. Sometimes that were they were actually rustlers. Sometimes they were just somebody setting up a homestead that they didn't want around. Oh, so man. you'd like, mm-hmm. oh, right? You'd be like, maybe stole cattle. Maybe it. maybe you'd have your guys chase some of the your cattle into their herd and be like, look, mm. oh, stolen cattle. Let me burn down your wow. ranch and shoot all of you. That's it's kind of like, like Wyoming <laughs> right now with Dick Cheney and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the um, the what is it Monsanto like trademarking their seeds of yeah, the I mean, fucking tag. It's it's a little blue. It, it is literally yeah. a fucking evolution of that. You're growing our shit. It's it's big agri. Birds it's, carry seeds. It's big big agri business versus small agri business is literally what it is. Man. So Lewis was jailed earlier for stealing clothes and cheating a boy at Pharaoh. Yep, Pharaoh. Pharaoh's a gambling type game, yeah, out, which like I don't understand how it game. actually works. I thought yeah. it was cards and dice or some shit. I don't know, but it was more popular than, like, poker was st- starting to catch on in, like, the late 1800s, yeah. but Pharaoh was the shit before then. Well, they always talk about, yeah, the Pharaoh tables in Deadwood, like, uh, that's what the, um, the fucking, uh, 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 the, not the gem, the other one. Uh, I think it was, like, Go Fish or something. Yeah, Uno. Mm-hmm. High stakes Uno. Old maid. <laughs> so he was also suspected of cattle rustling, and he was... Under a court order mandate not to butcher cattle. Because that's another way you can hide the evidence is mm-hmm. if you steal somebody's cow and you just, you know, butcher it. Then it's kind of hard to identify because, you know, one steak looks like another steak. But uh, he was shot three times loading a skinned beef into a wagon. Yeah. So he probably was guilty. Yeah. Or, you know, he had his own cow and he wanted to eat it. That could have happened, too. But probably I, it, probably it, it does sound more like he was guilty, though. Yeah. Horn was subpoenaed to appear at the coroner's inquest. Twelve witnesses, rancher William Clay and Horn testified he was at uh, the Bates Hole south of Casper, and then Horn got off. It's basically not the Bates Hotel, just Bates, Bates Hole. Bates Hole. <laughs> but like, yeah, half which the t- Norman Bates, I'm sure you would have been into that. And that's the thing. It's like half the time these murders would happen, people would suspect Horn, and then uh, somebody would show up and like, no, nope, he was with me out in this other part of the country that he couldn't possibly have gotten to on horseback that quick when it happened. So he had a lot of uh, ready-made alibis. Yeah, and if there's only one other person around, there's no witnesses, so... Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Pharaoh, F-A-R-O. Yep. Was yep. invented in, in the uh, late 1700s. It's wow. a, it's like a cousin to poker. It's like kind of like cross between like poker and... and um, Kissing cousin? Blackjack. But instead of like getting to a certain number, you have to like match a card that's already face up. So there's like a, a dealer banker and then like several players. Anyways. Yeah. Interesting. Pie gal. Maybe someday we'll like do a YouTube where we like learn how to play Pharaoh. Ooh, that'd we'll bring be fun. we'll bring that shit back. We'll have like fucking Pharaoh nights yeah, at dude. bars. I'm into it. So everybody do some laudanum, drink some whiskey, drink some snake blood. 
Play some fucking Pharaoh. Have a shootout. We'll buy yep. some cocaine and make some make some old school Take like, some cola. Fucking mercury pills. I'll make some yep. bilious pills. <laughs> shoot, <laughs> at, shoot at each other's feet. Yeah. Just like high as fucking drooling. <laughs> shitting, shitting down the back of your leg. God damn it, this is due for this is due for a comeback. Why yeah. didn't we think of this before? <laughs> uh two months later, Fed Powell, he was a homesteader. He was shot and killed. Of course, no witnesses again. Uh, during the inquest, young Billy Powell cried, That's the man who killed my daddy. No way here for him to not that time with daddy. I didn't understand at all what the last things you just it said was. It was kind of like Boomhauer. Oh. But he got Dude, off again. I met a guy with the last name Boomhauer the other day. Whoa. Yeah. Did it sound rat. like that? Nope. Oh. Darn. Kind of looked like him, though. I was going to say, I was going to say, like, oh, and he was Asian or something. You yeah, know, like no. Nope. He was like a Iowa corn person. <laughs> Iowa corn person, the state pub marshal man, and the <laughs> Iowa corn person, and Show the Michelin tire guy. <laughs> and I've got to make an illustration for. Yeah, he, he lives in the corn palace. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, that's in okay. South Dakota. I know. He lives there with Or Orville Redenbacher. He's from and Iowa, and they're pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a song called "Raped by the Ghost of Orville Redenbacher." Mm. I think it's instrumental though. Okay. <laughs> Can't rape the will, and that's a hot piece of fucking man meat. Got a little red box. Also been dead for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, that's even hotter. Make those okay. dentures fly out. So the kid pointed that, pointed him out, and said, "That's the man that created my father." Yep, but he got off. Uh, he was <laughs> still working undercover, uh, but uh, the Spanish-American War uh, comes around. He was chief packer of the Fifth Corps. Right, and I think he got involved with that. We did gloss over, like, he worked with uh, Bucky O'Neill, a sheriff from, uh, um, in that uh, whatever fucking county war. Oh, Johnson County. Yeah, Johnson County War. He was working with uh, Bucky O'Neill, who we maybe talk about, like, in later episodes, that ended up being, like, one of the Rough Riders, got killed in Cuba. That was kind of a semi-famous hardcore sheriff down in Arizona, but he worked with him, and I'm assuming that's how he kind of got involved with the Spanish-American War. Yeah, and Rough Riders is my favorite brand of condom. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and toilet paper. That's a lie. I don't wear them. <laughs> well, yeah, we established in an earlier episode that oh, you yeah. snipped, so... <laughs> Glad everybody knows that. Well, you brought it up. Uh, mm. Fucking, uh, but yeah, Spanish-American War, I find it interesting that instead of being like a fucking killing machine, which is what he's normally doing, he was like pretty much like a ammo hauler. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he did get yellow fever. He recovered, uh, but and then went back to Wyoming because he was deemed unfit. Uh, all his friends said uh, he weren't the same when he got back. He was even more of a drunk asshole. Well, you get he yellow, liked to kill people. You get yellow fever or didn't mind in the middle people. of a fucking war. He was apparently, uh, like, very proud of the fact that, like, none of his, like, Packers... That was under his command got like killed during the thing, except for the bottom did get yellow fever and die, but nobody got shot. So he's proud of that. I remember reading, but that's neither here nor there. I guess it sounded cooler in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded great, but yeah. don't worry about it. So here's the su <laughs> supposed story of him going to the Cattlemen's Association and the governor, uh, who's having a bunch of cattle stolen, had a meeting. Yeah. And uh, they what? advanced them 350 for horses and gear. Well, they had the meeting. They made sure and didn't have the meeting in the governor's office. They had it in the office next door. That was the office for the Cattlemen's Association. Hmm. So while it's convenient. A, well, yeah. 
so they could get this hired killer in there, but since he's a known agent of the Cattlemen's Association, it all seems above board, you know? Yep. So he was promised 5000 uh, per each dead dude. No, 500 per dead dude. Oh, 500 Okay. Yeah, that seemed a little high. Yeah, because he wanted 5000 at the end of the gig. Yeah, okay, maybe that was it. Oh, yeah, and then he shoots two more suspected cattle rustlers after that. Well, no, don't, don't gloss over this meeting, because like, he, oh, he, okay. he, well, he sat down with the fucking governor and another a guy from the Cattlemen's Association. It's like, well, we're not asking you to necessarily kill all these dirt farmers, but, you know, if you could just make our problem go away, we'd be really grateful, and we'd, you know, pay you, you know, but we're, they're not getting in specifics, but he's like, well... You know, basically, you know, I can solve any problem. Like, you know, I got lots of ways to solve problems, and some of them are more final than others, that kind of And he was not being very specific, but he scared the shit out of the two guys that were basically trying to hire him to kill it. And they're like, yeah, this is going to just end up in a bloodbath, and that's going to fuck up my reelection and stuff like that. So they end up not taking the deal. Because he promised if, if he didn't clean out all the rustlers, he would just keep that $300 advance. But if he did kill all the unspecified number of rustlers, he wanted five grand. I think over over the top of each rustler was five hundred dollars. So at that time, holy shit, that would have been a lot of goddamn money. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you know, they started setting up this CD fucking deal, and then they're like, "No, this is too fucking hardcore for us." And like he's like, "Well, if if you ever do need me, fucking don't hesitate to call." You know. <laughs> Yeah, there's also the plausible <laughs> deniability in their part, too. Well, absolutely. That's what, yeah. yeah. So uh, we could take a break real quick and come yep. back with the incident that kind of made him famous. Yep. Unless well, you have other shit to add. Well, just we can also talk about, you know, how the Pinkertons had kind of let him go at that point. Um, and they claim in, in their service he never killed a single person, but it's uh, more likely killed at least 17 people that are known when he worked for the Pinkertons. Jesus. But he was, he was becoming a little too high profile. So even though they, they you know, liked the job he was doing, they kind of had to sever ties, except for he, they would task him out from time to time. I think, I think I say this every single episode. This guy's a fucking serial killer. Yeah, oh, well, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, no. Yeah, That's I don't funny. know what, crazy. Is, what is worse is just somebody who just kills for a job. Well, and that's okay. Let's well, take a I mean, let's take a break, and okay. we're going to talk a little bit okay. a little about some of his quotes that gets into kind of his psychology. Okay, we'll be back in a second. Oh, old Tom Horn. We know you're a hard work venture capitalist, Cal Baron. And we know the complications of the pores encroaching on your vast tracts of land. Sure, they seem all cute and cuddly at first, with their protestantism and their little toe-headed children's. Ain't it adorable that they think they have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Well, fuck that shit. If you get homesteaders, squatters, or... I mean, cattle rustlers. Give me a call at 1-800-TOM-3030. Cattle Baron Weekly says of me, Killing men is my specialty. And that I class cattle thieves as wolves and coyotes and looked upon me as a beneficiary of society in destroying them. 
That sounds cheery. So if you have sheep herders chopping on your grass too tight, give me a call. One half proceeds go to the Shedrick Foundation. Because I would gladly shoot a man without compunction, but never a dog. So call me today. I'll kill for you. Now group discounts. Let's let's get fucked. All right there, drive time radio (laughs) R. Okay, what I wanted to kind of like talk about a little bit is like at this time, like uh, between like the cattle barons and just other shit, there was like a lot of vigilantism because like law enforcement was a lot of times a guy on a horse or maybe two guys on a horse over like hundreds and hundreds of square miles area. Two guys on one horse? I mean, I I, I I saw that video. <laughs> um, once again, you know, McCall, horse fucker. <laughs> but, uh, um, but you know, in a lot of cases, if you thought it was bad today when your car gets broken into, you call the cops because they stole your laptop and nobody ever shows up. Well, picture living in the asshole end of Arizona and you have like all your cattle stolen, you know, you have nobody to call. So they started what's called like vigilance committees, which, you know, it's pretty much like posses, you know, is what it amounts to. They all dressed up like Batman and ran around at night. Uh, they dressed up more like the Lone Ranger without a you mask. killed but, shit. Yeah. yeah. But see, that's the thing. These vigilance committees, you know, they could operate outside the law. Well, sometimes they would actually kind of hold a trial, but it's like, you know, just everybody on the vigilance committee testifies against you and just hang you anyway or yeah. set you on Straight fire. Or, 16 people scream at you and then they uh, oh, strap a, you to a fucking windmill. Like, there was a fun one where a vigilance committee uh, tracked a wrestler down to a cabin and, like, two guys tried to storm the cabin. One of them got shot in the hip and the other one got killed. So they went into town and procured a cannon and shot the shit out of the fucking ca- cabin with a cannon. Fuck yeah. And then stormed it and got the guy out and they shot him dead, but then they hung him from a tree and then shot him a hundred more times, and then set the cabin on fire and threw his corpse onto the fire. Damn. So that's kind of how they used to operate. That's like a, that's a pissed off motherfucker. That's what I'm saying is they were mad, you know, like not acting like rational human beings at all. So when you could, if you were in one of these little vigilance committees or you had a small town, you would hire a guy like Tom Horn who does this shit professionally, who doesn't do stuff like, you know, like that out of control, but he's just effective of making the problem go away. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't seem just as... shoot him in right, the head. So you, don't, you don't get shot in the hip and your buddy doesn't Well, die. it just doesn't seem as gross as, like, us citizens that have to look each other in the eye day-to-day at church, knowing that we all participated yeah. in the fucking murder... Hey, man, remember, yeah. remember that time when we cut that guy up in yeah. little pieces and fed him to remember a fucking that, Yeah, pig? remember that time we savagely murdered some guy that was raising sheep on somebody's leg, you know? But either which way... And the other thing is, like, uh, if you're one of these hired gun gun guys, like, uh, basically a sheriff around those times would make about 100 or 150 a month. Well, if you're a U.S. Marshal, maybe 250. Well, you could be making that per guy you kill as a hired gun. And I mean, you can kill a lot of guys in a day if you're good. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, aren't you going to read some quotes? I was trying to find them, but I got too busy doing that. But just, uh, oh well. First of all, um. Uh, yeah, Tom Horn, like one of his quotes, killing men is my specialty. I look at it as a business proposition, and I think I have the corner on the market. Nice. That's shit, dude. <laughs> so, or uh, a rancher described him as, uh, Tom Horn had the honorable trait never to peach on accomplices or employers. He classed cattle thieves with wolves and coyotes, 
and looked upon himself as a benefactor of society in destroying them, killing without feeling or compunction when certain he was after a guilty oh, man. Yeah. He's a serial killer. Yeah. And, and he, like, yeah, and it just just like you said, he, like, he equates, like, people with vermin animals. See, vermin where have we like, heard that before, locally? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. He never killing is my business and business is good. Yeah, but I'm just I feel like in the news recently somebody was equating people that they didn't like with animals and not humans and who would that be? Yeah, it it escapes me. I yeah. you know does it rhyme with dump? Yeah. <laughs> Trump trucks. Trump trucks. Yeah. So you know everything that's old is new again. But okay, well, now we can get on to like his eventual fame. And downfall. Type yeah, thing. so I guess the uh, the the sweater, the little string on the sweater would be fourteen year old Willie Nickel. He was shot and killed. Yeah, because a lot of fourteen year olds rustle cattle. Well, but the backstory to that is Willie Nickel's family was pissing off a cattle baron. Or several cattle barons, actually. They're actually pissing off their kind of neighbors. Their neighbors as well, but, like, it's the same... That's, that's like, one theory that Tom Horn tried to float is that the neighbors killed him. Yeah. And not without, uh... Because there was, like, the teacher that was, like, the, basically the only kids in the school were pretty much the Nichols kids and whatever the fuck that other family was. And even the kids were constantly beating the shit out of each other. It's like a uh, Hatfield and McCoy kind of situation. Yeah. But uh, um, but yeah, there was definitely some bad blood between these two fucking families, and it was also in a region where people were just getting shot all the fucking time. So the county commissioners hired sometime cattle detective, sometime U.S. Marshal Joe Leffers, or Leffers, yeah, or Leffers. Cattle detective sounds yep. like a fucking it's a show Leffers. I was yeah. to watch. Cattle detective. Dun, dun, dun. This is a cow in a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> just one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where's the hay? Mickey Spillane presents <laughs> Cattle Detective. <laughs> <laughs> On the next Cattle Detective, somebody's bale of hay went missing. <laughs> the son of a bitch milked my wife in the middle of the night. <laughs> wow, that that's an image. Because so, well, we were all I was picturing anthropomorphic cows there for a second, and then suddenly I was not. <laughs> I'm always doing that. Anyway. Yeah. Well, moving right along. Yeah. So uh, Joe wanted uh, Tom to come in to uh, try to get him to confess. Way he did that it was saying that he had some uh, business up in Mile City for him to come in, and uh, Leffers get him gets him all nice and drunk, and he started asking him about the Nichols killing. Also, Horn was kind of a braggart even when he wasn't drunk. And now by this time, he was uh, a drunk. Yeah. And Leffers was just feeding him whiskey for like the whole night So, straight. have another whiskey. So tell me about the time you killed the Nichols boy. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, I shot him real good. Like 300 fucking yards out. Killed him like a fucking prairie chicken, I did. So in the next room, there's a court stenographer writing all this down. I love that detail because it's like a wiretap. Oh, shit, totally. It's like a wiretap. Except for it's a guy with a fucking notepad, probably with like a tin horn up against the fucking wall. Dude, yep. that's awesome. And insane. <laughs> Get Snowden on that shit. <laughs> all I can say about that is abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, 
What's that from? Fucking. Uh, How high? Yeah. Oh. No, uh, oh, no, uh, uh, fucking half baked. Half baked. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Abracadabra. Like, he's like wired, and the abracadabra is like the the fucking word that oh. makes the backup come in. Gotcha. What part of Jamaica are you from? I'm from the beach, boy. Right near the beach. <laughs> <Yeah. boy. laughs> from the makers of Rube Goldberg's electric chair comes Walter Goggins' guilt-free water gallows. Hey, Walter Goggins for Walter Goggins' guilt-free water gallows. Can't sleep because you're crippling guilt of the last fella you hung? Our water gallows will shield your tender heart from guilt. Our 28 different patents always result in a botched execution. First, a chicken lays an egg which rolls down an incline which releases a piece of paper underneath a looking glass, which if it is sunny will burn, cutting a string, which releases a water valve, which when the water reservoir is empty trips a lever, which releases another release, which releases another release, which releases a lever, which drops an axe head on a sow pig's tail, the pig jumps and hits its head on a bell, which awakens a she-bear who releases a lever with her fecal material which causes a man-bear pig to have electric er, erection, bumping the lever, releasing the floor, and voila, letting the victim drop from the floor, laying in the strangle for a horrible death for 15 to 20 minutes. It's as simple as that. Warriors today! Fuck, fuck, fuck! So one of uh, his damaging statements was, uh, it was the best shot I ever made and the dirtiest trick I ever done. Probably a 300-yard shot with a 30-30. which can barely shoot through it. Like, basically, 30-30 can shoot about 300 yards. But wait, I was going to bring you a 30-30 bullet so you could look at it. They're flat-tipped. They're, they're, they're flat on the ends because they're in a uh, tubular magazine on the bottom side of a lever-action rifle. So if you had pointy rounds... You got a pointy round up against the primer of another pointy round. So if you drop the rifle, there's a very oh, good likelihood that one will fire enough. and fire them all, thus blowing you the fuck up pretty good. And Damn. So that's why they're flat tipped. Well, that has two effects on the slug. It means it flies a lot slower than a pointy one, which means it goes less distance. Mm -hmm. But it also means when it hits something, it expands like a motherfucker and it can tear big motherfucking holes in whatever it hits. But the thing is, if you're going to shoot a 30 30 about 300 yards, yeah, I suppose if you aimed high enough, you could shoot 300 yards. You could kind of rainbow it? Yeah, except for you'd probably be able to like safely catch the round in your hand by the time it got there. Because it's, you know, it, it, Let's yeah. try that. Oh, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> we'll do YouTube. Oh, I, I got axe. I can get a 30-30. I got a... Andy's got one. Andy, get your gun. Yep. Anyway, so I find it unlikely that Tom Horn... Well, he might have shot that kid, but there's no fucking way he did it 300 yards with a 30-30. Well, I'm okay. Well, well, well. I, I I was telling you I got a I got a deer at uh, maybe two fifty, but it wasn't the one I was aiming at. But well, still, yeah. <laughs> anyway, also, thanks, thanks, Peta. This this show yeah. is sponsored by Peta. Yeah. Well, also like uh, uh, Tom Horn claimed that, uh, or not Tom Horn, but I read that the kid gave a shot right at the gate of their homestead, but he was riding his dad's horse. Wearing his dad's hat and coat, and apparently this kid was like six two or some shit like that. It was like Whoa. some ginormous. That's outrageous fucking, for that time too. It's outrageous for this time. A fourteen year old six two. Yeah, that's like the level of the trolley I mean, trolley boy from fucking uh, 
What's a yarp? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, hot fuzz? Yeah. That's what I'm picturing when I picture that kid. <laughs> yarp. So the trial was held just before the 1902 election. And I think politics may have played a role in there. Uh, Horn's lawyer leaned that most of the evidence was circumstantial and it was just a drunken. It wouldn't have flied to, flew today. It was coerced. Well, and, and also Horn had it like, uh, okay, on paper he had a hellacious legal team because all these ranchers he'd done a bunch of work for um, had all ponied up $1,000 a piece. And they got some hellacious, like, former judges for lawyers and all this Damn. shit. Well, but it was to make it look like they were helping him. They'd figured now is, like, he's kind of expendable. It's a good time to back off. He's got a little too much blood on his hands, but they don't want to piss him off in case he does get off. Mm-hmm. And they want, but So they get a good legal team, but they say, yeah, you don't actually have to work that hard on this. You just kind of need to be there so it looks like we're doing our utmost. Right, the illusion of care. Yeah, yeah. So basically, he, you know, he's like, cool, I got good lawyers, but they're just not doing anything. Oh, uh, there's also a Steve McQueen movie about this. Yeah. Uh, early 80s, so he's looking real haggard and about to die, more or less, from cancer. <laughs> so it's a... It's so it's a, culture uh, period appropriate, because yep. pretty sure Tom Horn was looking like he's about to die. Yep. He was convicted and oh, hanged on November 20th, 1903. Well, and how was he hanged? This is interesting Not very part. well. You say 1903? Yep. yep. Okay. The, he was hanged by, uh, what was it, the water gallows? He's one of only a few people to ever be hanged by a water gallows. What does a water gallows entail? It's an interesting thing. It's like, mm-hmm. I think it was contrived to take the guilt, like, you know, like, executioners, there's a common problem with, you know, nobody wants to be the person right, pulling, unless lever. you're a sociopath, you don't want to be the oh, person pulling the lever. Tom Pole's own lever. Well, that's kind of what this is. Instead of pulling a lever, you have a big vat of water that you just pull the cork out of, and as it drains... It'll slowly get to a point where it oh, operates you... a mechanism that pulls the lever. So you didn't pull the lever. You pulled the cord. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> like a toilet. <laughs> if you flush a toilet and then that hangs a person. Yeah. But you have to take a shit in the toilet first because <laughs> you have to have a reason to flush the toilet yeah. other than other yeah, than yeah. fucking yeah. like the person. Because because you know no, shit no, no. is I God's will. I flushed the toilet because I had to take a shit. <laughs> I didn't. That, not to kill that, that guy. That was that was happenstance, and that guy fucking suddenly was hung by this <laughs> wooden robot that I built just for that purpose. No, they just have like a <laughs> Rube Goldberg machine that's like there's a tripwire on the street and like random people <laughs> on the tripwire yeah, no. not even realize that they just killed a person. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work very well because he didn't have much of a drop and just kind of strangled and sat there for what, like twenty minutes or yeah. something. There's no like drop, that. right? You just slowly. Kind no, of no, like, it's no, it's like it, no. You go it, down oh, the toilet. I, I thought there, I thought he was like no, as the toilet, treading water. With no, the no, you know, he's like standing on a thing, and there's a big barrel of water, kind of slowly draining. But once it gets to a certain point, it gets uh, light enough that lets one lever go up, that hits another lever, that okay. drops, that drops the trap door. So when you say Rube Goldberg machine, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like Christ. Uh, yeah. So Leffers didn't even bother to investigate anybody else. Uh, oh, the M- Millers were, were the neighbors that they were feuding with forever, the Nichols and the Millers. Uh, Jim Miller was arrested, but he was released on bond like the next day. So the Millers probably killed 60 to 80 sheeps of the Nichols. Oh, I like how they shot and or clubbed. 68 sheep. Yeah. Well, like like we said, why waste bullets? Right, and, and they're civilians, so they don't have bayonets. So it's like... Everybody hates God sheep. But uh, even if he didn't kill them, uh, he probably had enough reason to 
get murderized. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, if there's like 17 known people he killed while working for the Pinkertons, and I guarantee you before he worked for the Pinkertons, well, I know he killed, like his first guy he ever killed was when he was a kid, and he got in a duel with a fucking like Mexican lieutenant over like a woman or some shit. That was like the first guy he killed. And then like fighting Apache all that time. I know, And I know one time when he was in the army... For some reason, their scouting group got attacked by a bunch of, like, a Mexican militia, like, mistook them for Apaches, and, like, yeah. It just, we, we kind of glossed over a lot of this, like... Okay, okay, so ba- back to the water gallows. He, he was hung? Yes. By water gallows? Yes. And this is where he dies? Yes. Okay, yep. cool. I, I thought maybe he was going to, like, survive somehow, and they just... No, it's not that kind of action movie. Okay, cool. No. Uh, he is buried in Boulder, Colorado, one of the yep. stockmen paid... For his grave marker, so yeah. we can go visit that. Yeah. Ben Hyman, send us a picture. Yeah. Ben Hyman is our only listener. He's not, though. I've run into, like I said, we had plenty of them at the bar. Ben Hyman is our only listener. Yeah. His name was Robert Paulson. The fuck? <laughs> I guess that's oh, about it's... it. Yeah. Unless you have more. We wanted to keep it short and I sweet. I mean, well, yeah, that's the thing. Is it? And now I kind of wish we'd done longer, because there's more, like, um, detail on a lot of the killings over the years, like... Where he like hides in a tree. Oh, we'll just we should just keep doing uh, a bunch of mini episodes just about this dude's kills. Episode number fifteen. Tom Tom Horn kills Bill Brasky. You know, yeah. like yeah, fucking. <laughs> I just like I, I want some I Bill Brasky punch a hole through a cow just to watch somebody walk up the road. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's six a.m. So never like, uh, uh, fucking no. But I wanted to, yeah. This one story about like two rustlers in a cabin. Oh, this already sounds hot. That well, once again, instead of okay, in cup. this goes back to that the you know the 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 fucking vigilante crew that like shot up the cabin, goes into town and borrows a cannon. I love the fact they went into town and just got a cannon. Oh yeah, no, but uh, shit, but dude. you know it took all that shit. Well, this guy had two guys, two guys hold up in a fucking cabin, and he just kind of hung out up a tree and waited for them to come out and take a shit, you know, and just shot him with the thirty thirty, and they oh. knew it was him because he was the only guy in that territory that used the thirty thirty. Did he let him take a shit first? No, he just shot him. Oh man! But then he, uh, but he, he'd, he'd leave his fucking show casings around because everybody knew he was the guy with the fucking thirty thirty. Oh, was that not a not a not common? common. It, 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 like it's used in a lot of Western movies, but it really didn't get developed till like kind of the late eighteen hundreds. The rifleman. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it, it was in some places uncommon round. But everybody knew it was him, and he would do shit like if you're a suspected cattle rustler, he'd like, hey, this is your fucking only warning. Like, you get out of this goddamn territory, you have, like, 30 days to leave this territory. I'm not going to fucking tell you again. And then you just, like, ride off. 30 days would elapse. Most of the time, people would get the fuck out of there because they knew who the fuck Tom Horn was. Right. Sometimes they're like, fuck you, Tom Horn. And then you do shoot and then your and then your and then your course would be found. Sometimes with your ear cut off, he, he cut off a guy's ear and pinned it to a door. Oh, that, at least that's that's nice. At least he was, can like, you hear me making now? Fun. Yeah. Like, he wasn't making a charm bracelet out of him. Or yeah, yeah, no, he was not. Yeah, he it's was not he, Vietnam. He was sending messages to uh, to other rustlers, but yeah, I think that's the thing is, I think we just kind of understated, or it's too bad that we're kind of glossed over. But this was a fucking scary, scary, scary fucking guy. He's a bad mother. Shut yeah. your mouth. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> We needed to do a, a, a quick. Oh shortcut. yeah, you want to do any like future? Uh, we're gonna be taking a few weeks off and then come back with 
other shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we kind of figured out that uh, 15 episodes is is what what a season's going to consist of around here. Yeah. So we're going to take a couple weeks. Um, we are we will be doing our season finale live at the Victory Lounge. Whoa. And a date to be determined. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put it on the Facebook. We'll post up what uh, TBD. When. It's, it's a free show. It's going to be probably midday on a Sunday. Just so come get drunk come and, and yell come at us. Sloshed and scream at us. Both of you guys. Yeah. yeah. We'll sign cleavage. Yeah. Because Will has to go to Iceland and fucking stalk Bjork for a minute. Yep. Riding rope in Iceland. Well, you got to get there before it all melts and just yeah. is the size of this city block. Have you ever seen an Icelandic horse? Yeah. Fucking sexy as all hell. It's like Fabio and <laughs> Mr. Red and combined. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Hell of gunfire. We talked too much about sexy horses on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too sexy for my horse. Bye-bye, little Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hail a gunfire. Thank <laughs> you.